as mums, we're always feeling tired and trying to get that next hit of coffee to help us get through the day. But it doesn't have to be like this as I chat with Mel Finlay, who is a nutritionist and specializes in women's health. Welcome to the Working Mama podcast, a show that provides real world tips, tricks and advice to all working mamas on how they can have a career, family and hopefully one day break the glass ceiling. Welcome, Mel. Welcome to the Working Mum Podcast. How's your day going so far? Oh, pretty good. Thanks for having me, Karina. It's, uh, we're just saying that we've followed each other for a little while, but we haven't actually had the chance to meet. So here we are. Exactly. And that's the beauty of social media and also following different working mums on the gram, as people will say. <laughs> so uh, it's great. I know a little bit about you, Mel, but do you want to just tell everyone a little bit about about yourself and how would you best describe you, Mel? Okay, well, I live in the western suburbs of Melbourne with my husband and my two little ones. So I've got a a five-year-old who's just started school. So we've just started our schooling career, I suppose you could say. And it is a career. Yeah, exactly. And I've got an almost three-year-old daughter who... She's at um, daycare and she loves to dance and sing and all of those things. Um, and I'm a holistic women's health nutritionist. So what that means is that I work obviously in the field of women's health and I try and help women to get to the root causes of what's going on with them, with their health. Um, so some of the you know, some of the things that I might see in my clinic is um, women experiencing painful periods. Some might be diagnosed with a particular um, health issue like endometriosis or polycystic ovarian syndrome. Um, they're probably the, the, the main ones that, that come in. I do also see a lot of just very tired, burnt out women, especially in the last 12 months or so. That's definitely a theme that's coming into the clinic with lots and lots of mums doing the juggle. Uh, and best describe me, I love to help people. And I realised once I'd qualified as a nutritionist and then soon after became a mum that I wanted to help mums and women specifically because I, I feel like sometimes we're the most overlooked demographic uh, in terms of our health and we're always putting other people's needs before our own so I wanted to help women do something for themselves and you know if I could change how they feel just even a little bit and make life easier for them and more enjoyable for them then that just makes yeah that just is it and a bit for me so that's me that's awesome Mel because it is so true that as mums, particularly working mums as well, that we do put everyone else's needs ahead of our own because, you know, we're like, oh, look, we've got to get kids off to daycare, school, husband, dogs, everything. And yeah. it's, it's busy and you, you are running constantly of pretty much sometimes on adrenaline as well. And yeah, as what you it. said, the last two years has been pretty difficult, particularly for, for mums in, in Australia um, with lockdowns. Mm. So no doubt there's um, been a lot of tired and burnt out women come through your class. Yes, absolutely. You're very, it's, that's very true that sometimes it feels like women are just running marathons um, and they get a break at the very end of the day, but they're too exhausted to really enjoy it or do anything for themselves other than kind of collapse in a heap on the couch, which is 
just no way to live really. So yeah, it definitely, definitely needs to be addressed and changed. So what can we do to stop feeling like we're running a marathon every single day? Oh gosh. Yes. (laughs) And I know that's like how long's a piece of string. (laughs) True. It is how long is a piece of string. Uh, the first thing that I tell my clients is that they need to carve out, even if it's just 10 minutes of their day, where they can have that 10 minutes to themselves to do something mindful. So whether it's a little bit of meditation with an app, which is what I like to do, or some breath work, or just sitting in a corner and reading a book and having a cup of tea, just something that's specifically for them and to address their need to have a moment to themselves Um, and sometimes it can look really scrappy like for example yesterday I was feeling just a bit kind of lethargic and a bit and I was due to pick up Evie from daycare that's my daughter so what I did is I got um, husband and my little boy who had just finished school for the day to drop me at daycare with the pram so that I could walk her home so we're kind of doing the job that needed to get done but I also kind of turned it into a little thing that I could do for myself so we walked home and it was you know the sun was shining and birds were singing and it just sort of changed the way that I was feeling and the trajectory for the rest of the the evening so just doing little things like that if you can get something done like that each day you are halfway to helping yourself feel like you can step off that treadmill a little bit and it's also some it's amazing what the impact of exercise is as well isn't it on your endorphins and your outlook by just getting that fresh air and getting that body and mind moving absolutely absolutely even if it's only for five minutes it's still five minutes more than you know than what you would have done and you feel so much better for it so absolutely and as what you mentioned earlier, there's a lot of women that are that are tired and exhausted. Mm. And I know recording this, I last night had a bit of a crazy night with the kids. Yeah. Uh, both of them were up at different points. And I've already had two coffees today because I felt like that's the way that I need to probably refuel and energize myself. But I think also mentally I'm like, right, I need a coffee. But it's not always about just reaching for that next snack or the next coffee, is it? Hmm. Yeah. Definitely there are things that you can fuel your body with to help you get over the line in, in those moments. So, you know, like you just said, you had a really crazy night with the kids, so you're feeling pretty exhausted. Sometimes reaching for the caffeine as soon as you wake up in the morning can actually be counterproductive. It will boost you up for a little bit of time and then the caffeine will wear off and you'll go back to feeling exhausted again. And what you're actually better off doing is waiting about an hour or so after you wake up in the morning and actually having your cup of coffee with some food, ideally some protein to help um, boost those energy levels um, for the day and stabilize your blood sugar as well. But you're actually allowing, giving yourself that hour, you're allowing your sleepy hormones to wear off a bit more so that when you actually put the caffeine into your system, it will do what you want it to do, which is actually boost your, stimulate your um, nervous system a bit, make you feel more alert and give you a little bit more of an energy hit. So yes, the way that we fuel our bodies, definitely, um, you know, there is a, there is a good way. And then there's the, the not so or the unproductive way of doing things. 
Um, but I would definitely never tell you not to have that cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. I love to hear it. <laughs> so what are some of those good ways to, to you know, help us um, fuel our bodies? Because mm. also, as you said, you know, running the marathon in we're during a marathon, you do need to probably have some snacks along the way. Mm. And I know as, you know, as moms, we often will snack and, mm. um, and take those little bits of, of moments of time where we can, but there's some other things that we can do that are positive ways, mm. um, to help fuel our bodies. Cause I know sometimes as well, like you can start to feel a bit frumpy if you're not, you know, exercising and things as well. Yeah. And yeah. Just making sure. Cause I've read before in the past, like you are like mentally, it can also impact what, by what you're eating as well. Mm, definitely. Well, like I sort of alluded to protein, especially in the morning is really, really helpful for helping to stabilize a blood sugar. And why that is so important is that if our blood sugar is all over the place or, and then crashing down again an hour later, because we've fueled ourselves with just for example, like some carbohydrates, by themselves, that is going to spike our blood sugar. So we we feel okay for a little while and then an hour later we've come crashing down, we feel lethargic and our body is craving the next kind of sugary hit. So we might reach for like the raisin toast or something else that's going to perk us back up. But then the same thing kind of happens again and we kind of sit, spend the whole day chasing our tail when it comes to our energy and this this idea, this picture of our blood sugar. So if we if we um, preempt that by using protein and balancing our protein with some nice carbohydrates and some good fats as well. That is what's going to stabilize our blood sugar, keep us feeling energized, um, ward off the brain fog that happens when we have those blood sugar crashes. It will stop the sugar cravings as well. So we're not constantly trying to, you know, find the Tim Tams or whatever's in the back of the cupboard that ends up making us feel even worse. Um, and you'll find that if you do that over time, um, you just start to feel better and better because we're nourishing our bodies and our cells with this, um, these nutrients, this protein, this good fat, these you know, good carbohydrates. And they, that affects how every cell in our body works. So we'll have you know, more energy. Our immune systems will be tip-top. Our hormones will be balanced. Therefore, our cycles will be better. It kind of has this flow-on effect. So snacking is absolutely fine if you're hungry, um, but again, choosing something that's protein dense and maybe has a little bit of fat in it too, uh, that's the, the best choice in order to fill you up, keep you satiated, which is what a snack is supposed to do, but help to stabilize that blood sugar so that we keep our energy stable throughout the afternoon, especially. That's why that 3 p.m. time, I hear yeah. every single woman is, oh, three o'clock comes and I... I just want all of the sugar, all of the caffeine. And it's because you've spent the whole day with this blood sugar that's been up and down um, from not having, from that lack of protein. And then at nighttime, when we finally hit the couch at 7.30 or 8 o'clock or whenever our kids go to bed, again, we're kind of searching for that sugary hit because we're, what our body's actually asking for is some more nutrient-dense food like protein and fat. So that was a really long explanation. <laughs> no, that's it's really helpful to also get that. So do you have some examples of some really good protein food or some protein mm. snacks? Yes. My number one favourite protein snack is Bliss Balls, but not the sort of traditional Bliss Balls you would find at the supermarket that are full of dried fruit. A lot of them the you'll see on the back of the packet that the first ingredient is dates. 
Um, and the problem I have with that is that dates are so heavily concentrated in their sugar uh, because they're dried fruit that they will immediately spike blood sugar. Mm-hmm. So um, I like to make bliss balls with things like almond meal, um, coconut oil, cacao because I love chocolate, a little bit of sweetener too, of course, um, hemp seeds. I've actually got a really good recipe on my website that people can go and check out. Or I've got a I've got a free snack ebook too that's got this recipe in there. And so what you're giving yourself is this protein and fat dense snack, and that feels a little bit treaty as well, but. A couple of those fills you up, stabilizes your blood sugar and gets you through until the next meal. Um, and then in terms of the main meals, um, if we go with uh, breakfast, eggs are great. I love eggs because they're so full of protein and those good fats that I was talking about. Uh, and they can be easy to do. Like I, I sometimes just throw a couple of eggs in the pot of water and boil eggs and that's my breakfast, you know, and it takes no time at all. Um, and lunch, I really like salads and I give this idea to people all the time but when I say salads I don't mean just like a few pieces of lettuce and you know a tomato and that's it 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 has to still contain that protein and that fat that I was talking about so whether it's meat-based protein or plant-based protein like chickpeas or legumes or something and then lots of different veggies and then maybe some avocado for your good fats and nuts and seeds and all of a sudden you've got yourself this salad that's like you know a very satiating meal and you so you're giving your body that nourishment and you're sustaining your blood sugar and therefore your energy throughout the afternoon that's amazing. That's so good. So what we'll also do is I'll get those links from you and we'll cl- yes. include them in the show notes. Okay. Because there's so many people, I know even myself, yeah, if you can make those little things and those small changes, uh, it'll certainly, because we all do it, we all get to that 3 p.m. and it's like, mm. all right, I'm going to the cupboard, particularly also working from home. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes. Which we all know that hopefully that's, you know, you'll have at least some days a week um, in the new normal um, being able to do that. So mm. by having some of those those snacks and those lunch options will certainly help, you know, going forward to to help overcome some yes, of those definitely. delightful, you know, dips that we have in the day. That's it. That's it. And they do take a bit of extra work, but I think it's well worth that spending that time doing a little bit of that prep work in order to feel energized throughout the day and not feel like you're constantly dragging your feet around trying to get through and just get through the day. You know, there's a big difference between enjoying your day and enjoying what you're doing and just getting through until eight o'clock when you can fall in a heap on the couch. And you're reaching for that chocolate. Exactly. (laughs) And so are there any other uh, contributing factors that you've seen uh, from your practice in relation Mm. to tired and burnt out mums? I know that you did something on on Instagram recently just around the the mental load impacts and Mm. also what that has on on working mums and even on, I guess, our hormones and our stress levels as well. Yeah, yeah. Yes, if if you continue to rush around and not give yourself that time to breathe, um, as the, the weeks go by with that, it will start to affect your hormone balance and you'll end up um, with periods that are maybe out of, out of whack, like your cycles become shorter maybe or your periods become heavier and more painful. And it's because that constant stress that your body is in and that cortisol pumping through your body 
is increasing your estrogen, which is the, the hormone that, you know, has a lot to do with people feeling, um, you know, bloated and tired and crampy at the, at the end of their cycle. So again, it's about trying to, to break that cycle. And actually one of the, the most effective ways to bring cortisol back down again is to breathe. So something like five deep breaths, um, in through the nose and then out through the mouth is enough to signal to your body that you are safe and bring yourself back into your rest and digest part of your nervous system rather than the flight fight mode that we're always mm. rushing around in. Yeah. Um, and therefore our cortisol levels start to drop. And the more and more we practice this practice, um, the more efficient our body becomes at recognizing this signal and flicking our, our um, nervous system back into rest and digest. So I always recommend to my clients trying to do this at least once a day, but ideally three times a day. And sometimes it's helpful to put like a, a little alarm in your phone or into your work calendar or something, something to remind you to just stop for a second and do these five breaths. It takes literally, you know, 10 seconds to do, but the, the effectiveness the effectiveness is quite profound on our on our nervous system and therefore our cortisol levels and our adrenals which pump out this cortisol and therefore our hormones overall month in month out it's amazing something so what you would think is relatively simple mm. i say in inverted commas just by breathing it's yeah. amazing just by the, that extra oxygen around our bodies, I guess also stopping for that moment, yeah. how that can really influence uh, our nervous system and I guess how it's overall functioning. That's it. I think if you actually become conscious of your breath, um, you will be surprised to find that there are often parts of the day where you are just not taking in enough air. So we, not that we stop breathing, but we start to shallow breath or we hold our breath in while we're, you know, doing something a little bit stressful or finishing off a task or rushing around. So not getting that, that oxygen in, in itself is um, hard on our nervous system, but also our energy levels start to drop because our cells are not oxygenated enough. Um, so yeah, breathing is, yeah, the number one thing to bring down that stress and to help us feel energized. And you will actually notice within yourself, if you stop to do these five breaths, that you will start to feel calmer. You'll start to feel yourself actually like coming down a notch in terms of um, that stress level. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I'm actually sitting here thinking about my breathing as we're yeah. actually saying this. <laughs> Is there anything else that we can do uh, So it's, uh, in addition to the breathing just to help manage our stress and our hormones? We're definitely trying to get eight hours of sleep, which saying this to you, <laughs> it's probably not the most helpful. But definitely... Sorry, I shouldn't laugh. Because... <laughs> yes, it can be hard to get that eight hours of, of sleep, but trying to get it. So, you know, getting yourself to bed that little bit earlier is always helpful because if we're more rejuvenated, we've got more resilience to stress. So we're able to kind of tackle our stress a little bit or handle our stress a little bit better, better rather than getting kind of um, letting it get out of hand and unmanageable. Which sometimes this can come from little people. So yes. Yes, absolutely. hundred <laughs> uh, percent. Yeah. So getting to bed earlier, and surprisingly, the women that I talk to, um, they 
struggle with this because that that end of the day time is our time, isn't it? Mm. Like the kids are in bed and um, it's we've finally got some time to ourselves and we kind of just want to make that last for as long as possible. But it can sometimes be to our detriment if we're not getting to bed early enough to get it. The op- at least the opportunity to have that eight hours of sleep and, you know, the kids will ultimately decide for us yeah. if that's going to happen or not. <laughs> yeah, so um, the deep breath, sleep, mm-hmm. is there anything else or they're the two main, the main big uh, factors? I think they're the, main, they're the main ones. Last one I'll say is to try and find time to do something. Maybe it won't be every day, but time to find something that brings you joy, that is just something for you. So whether it's going to a dance class or a yoga class or reading a book that you wanted to read or getting out for a walk, whatever it is, um, something that's for you that that brings you to the present moment because it's all about again coming back to that breath and when we're doing something joyful um you know our breathing slows down our cortisol levels drop um and over time that is how we heal ourselves from burnout is by giving our bodies the chance to relax so good and just what are some signs or some triggers to Mm. know and to look out for just to know that we're a little bit stressed and our hormones might be a bit out of whack and to mm. then also see someone such as yourself. Well, in terms of the hormones, the, the first signs are definitely changes to our cycle. So like I was saying before, if it gets a little bit shorter, that's um, that's a good indication that there's stress. And that that is something that happened to me through the first, that first big lockdown. I can't even remember when that was, 2020. Um, I found, I found my, my cycle getting just, just shorter by like a day too and also feeling really cranky in those couple of days before, which wasn't normal for me and it's not really normal for anyone to, to get that re- really agitated, you know, that kind of where you want to fly off the handle all the time. And stress, what it does is lowers our progesterone levels, which is the other big player in our, our hormones. Um, and low progesterone leads to shorter cycles and, and those mood swings. So, yeah, there's, that's one of the signs. In terms of actual burnout symptoms, um, and there's a technical terminology for what burnout is, but we'll just call it burnout for the sake of um, simplicity. But the first, it comes in stages. And the first stage is um, feeling like you can't switch your brain off. So you feel like you're constantly in thought cycles, sleep becomes elusive, and you're just constantly feeling like you can't um, bring yourself down a notch. And then the next stage, you actually start to feel exhausted from that. So you just, it doesn't matter how much sleep you get or what you do, you're just constantly feeling lethargic, brain foggy. And that's because those little adrenal glands that sit just sort of under your bra, just there um, in your chest, they have given up um, trying to regulate your cortisol and it's just kind of free flowing and can lead to that real exhaustion feeling. So if you get to that point there's definitely work to be done in terms of reversing that and healing those adrenal glands and that's when people can see someone such as yourself yes. um, to help get back on on it yes definitely 
And are there some common um, signs and symptoms that you often see of people, particularly say working mums that come through you, like with, with pox and things like that? Like how do we know that something may not be right in ourselves? And um, like I know myself, I've actually got a thyroid issue that oh. I actually didn't recognise and I didn't even realise I had it until mm. I tried to fall pregnant um, and it was something that yeah. we, we had a miscarriage and I then discovered that I had um, an underactive thyroid and everyone goes, oh, well, you don't have some of the symptoms, you're not too overweight and things. I said, yeah, but... Then I started taking thyroxine. It was really interesting. It, my brain fog completely mm. removed. My levels were fine. And I actually felt more level, uh, just more me again. Yeah. Um, but it's it's not until I had that event and I was trying to fall pregnant, was it actually diagnosed? But it's amazing how many people are probably also walking around that yeah. don't even realize they may have some symptoms yeah. of you know, mm. of what you talk about of you know, pox and endometriosis and things like that. They're mm. like, oh, I've just always maybe had painful periods but not actually realizing there's something more to it well to that I would say we should all be talking to our doctors and getting regular blood work done whether it's usually I would say every 12 months which we are entitled to ask for um, and it can be covered through Medicare Um, and there doesn't have to be a particular reason other than you just want to make sure that everything is running well um and yes testing a thyroid is one of the first things that i do when i see women with um periods that are off or they're feeling particularly exhausted or even they're having digestive issues as well testing the thyroid would be the number one and testing things like iron vitamin d b12 all the nutrients that we need to be um, feeling energized and they're the ones that can we can feel we can see declining when we're not um, fueling our bodies properly because we're too busy rushing around postpartum in that postpartum period so like you've got a one-year-old so I would definitely say to you it's very important right now to be keeping on top of nutrient levels and and hormone levels like your thyroid because things like well just post-pregnancy first of all but also things like breastfeeding can really wreak havoc on our Mm. nutrient levels and our thyroid. So just always checking in and getting those levels done every so often just to make sure things are going well so that if anything isn't, it can be picked up and corrected before it gets to the point where, yeah, detrimental things are happening to your health. So useful. So definitely, as always, seek help. If in doubt, be your be your own advocate. Um, and there's no yes. harm in getting a test done. Blood works don't take too much. As Mel said, they're relatively, you know, they're covered by Medicare and, and things like that mm. and, and get a second opinion or just make sure they're within those normal ranges. Because I know when I found mine, it was like, oh, my goodness. But yes. it's once it's diagnosed, it's just this weight off your shoulders mm-hmm. and it's you're just like, oh, that's a reason why I've been feeling this way or not right and things like that it's um that's right and there's you know it's not just you may there's so many times I think is what we um we say of as working mums oh I'm just exhausted and we try and just Mm. put it into a box but Mm -hmm. as what you're saying there's often more to it um if we do sometimes just a little bit of research Yes, and sometimes doctors put us in that box and and, I, and I've experienced that myself and I've seen my clients experience it too where the doctors are just will just say, you know, you're a busy mum, of course you're tired, but that's when it's up to you to really be your own advocate and say, no, I actually really want to just double check and make sure that there's nothing else going on. Um, and if you do get resistance, 
you're also entitled to a second opinion, like you just said, and go, go somewhere else or come and see um, someone like myself who can also help you navigate that and advocate for you, either with your doctor or we can even go down the private route of getting testing done, um, which I often do for things like testing people's cortisol levels. That's a saliva test that can be performed and it's not often routinely done by doctors or that they would agree to to do in the blood in the blood test but we can do we can there's always a different way to go about getting these things tested so working with yeah someone in allied health could be the key for you if yeah you're really struggling so good and getting dinner on the table every night is I know a challenge at times for many working Mm. parents and just wanting to I know that we've started eating in the last 12 months with our three and a half year old and it's definitely changed his approach and openness to food mm. um, what are, do you have some strategies or some hints and tips to actually putting you know nutritious healthy meals yeah. because that's always one thing we say like as working moms like we should be doing this and we're like, oh look sometimes I'm just going to get whatever's quick and easy but do yeah. you have any hints and tips that we can um, adopt uh, for yes. working parents well, definitely pre-planning what you're going to be having for the for the nightly meal and even for your breakfast and lunch. Uh, I think that's really important because if it's not there in the cupboard ready to go, it's less likely that it will get done. So finding that time either on your weekend or whenever it is that you can and get into a routine with it. If you're really time poor, there's always, you know, click and collect or shopping online to, to do your order. There's always a way to get to get that done and doing a meal plan for the week and sharing that with your family or, or whoever's helping in your family, whoever's cooking the meals so that they know what's going on for the week. So there's no sort of confusion. There's no stress either about, Oh, what are we going to have for dinner? It's already pre-planned. And when, when it is pre-planned, it's less um, of a rush decision as well. And you actually have more time to kind of sit down and figure out, what you're going to put on the plate that's balanced and nutritious rather than being like oh we'll just we'll get a pizza base and we'll throw some sauce on it follow that kind of um formula i was talking about before about making sure there's a good amount of protein on the plate and then the good fats the good carbs it's well-rounded that's good for everyone not just women that's good for for every human being in terms of getting a meal on the table every night double batching meals and putting half in the freezer for another night is always useful so then you've got that to pull on those nights that it's just super hectic Um, and also planning the meals around your schedule. So if you know that on a Tuesday, it's really hectic because you've got the kids swimming lessons or whatever that you've either already thought ahead and made that meal and, and maybe frozen it down for that, for that particular day, or you've planned something that's super simple, like, you know, like some steak and salad and um, rice. And that's pretty easy to get on the plate pretty quickly but it's all about that prep you know preparation and organization life of a working mom being prepared and organized (laughs) (laughs) that's it that's it it's too stressful to get to three o'clock in in the afternoon you're at work and you start thinking oh what are we going to have for dinner and then you know you have to get to the shops and that is impossible when you've got little kids with you so getting it all done ahead of time is definitely key 
Yeah. I think also helps. Yeah. As you said, relieve your stress levels. I know myself Mm. like Sunday for me is my planning day Mm -hmm. and then being able to go to the shops, get it all. And then I know, right. What's on for the menu for the plan for the week and get inputs from everyone. What would they like? Yes. But yeah, it certainly makes such a difference and that, right. Okay. Like say, for example, tomorrow night, I've got to go to the shops to buy the salmon. So then we're then having that's so it's fresh but it's little things that can you know help you save Mm. those five minutes and also the stress levels I know when my kids get home from childcare, they're ratty they're hungry Mm -hmm. they're tired Mm -hmm. and it's whatever is prepared so they can get onto the table as quick as possible that's it yeah it really saves a lot of pain and heartache on those those evenings Uh, and it doesn't have to take too long like I said you could do an online order or click and collect and it doesn't take too long um, and then if you wanted to do some meal prep on, on your Sunday, if you can make it a little bit fun, like maybe you put some music on or put a podcast on or something so that you're enjoying yourself whilst you're doing a little bit of this prep work. And then I always say getting getting the other family members involved as well so it's not all on the mum. Mm. It doesn't have to be all on you. You nope. can delegate. You know, and even if it means that in the beginning you have to give a bit of instruction on what needs to be done, but then they that you know your helpers can do it for themselves, and that's going to be a win-win situation. One hundred percent. Yep. One hundred percent. Now, Mel, what do you do for self-care? Oh well, I I go to Pilates. I try and get there three times a week, and that's um, you know I'm very blessed to have that support that means I can get to a class at six o'clock a couple of nights a week and the other thing that I well going out for dinner with the girlfriends is always really good I always find you know just having a chat with your girlfriends that in itself is um, a way to relieve stress you you just feel so much more energized once you've um, gotten out and been able to have that that chat um, and another thing I do semi-regularly is I'll take myself off to a movie by myself once kids are in bed um, on a weeknight and I'll just go and see whatever I want to go see and I might get the um, the chuck top or something like that <laughs> <laughs> and sit by myself and and yeah watch a movie I, it's just something that I've done since becoming a mum and it, I really enjoy it so so good so good now, Mel, you've also got a new program coming out and also a range of services. So how can people get in touch with you? Yes. So through my website, which is melissafinlaynutritionist.com, so no AU, um, or through Instagram, it's melfinlay underscore nutritionist. Um, I'm on Instagram probably the most out of all the platforms. Um, yes, and I do have my group program is launching in the next couple of weeks. It's called Back to Balance and it's all about showing women how to navigate all of the things that we just spoke about really um, and also with a specific or or a special topic of perimenopause and that transition to that life stage um, and how to kind of recognize the signs and what we can do to hopefully ease that transition to be more smooth and more enjoyable for you so that's what that program is all about sensational so definitely check out mel's content her content as well on instagram is amazing and so informative so highly recommend checking it out thank you so much for the chat today mel i know that i've certainly learned a lot and got a lot out of it uh particularly i'm sure many people will as well 
being busy working mums, feeling tired and exhausted, but you've given us some really good hints and tips uh, along the way to really help with that. So the way that we're fueling our bodies and minds and just at the end of this, take five deep breaths, take a moment to yourself, some 10 minutes, and you'll no doubt start feeling a little bit more refreshed each and every day. So thank you so much, Mel. It's been a great chat. You're welcome. And thanks so much for inviting me. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Working Mama podcast. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast catch-up. I invite you also to join the Working Mama community on Facebook and join in the conversation with other like-minded working mums. Please also feel free to contact me on any of the Working Mama social channels. Remember, Mama is M-U-M-M-A or website www.workingmama.com.au. I would appreciate you to share this podcast with friends and colleagues, especially those that are parents managing the juggle. And I would really appreciate if you had to take the time out to leave a review of the podcast. I'll be giving a shout out to select people that do so. So stay listening and you might be one of them. Thank you and see you next time. Have a great week.